Welcome to the On Your Left Politics Podcast, the podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she, them pronouns. And I'm Norali Shetha. I use she, her pronouns. We are in your feeds every Wednesday, so uh, be sure to hit the follow button. Um, it is a very exciting uh, time to be an On Your Left follower, uh, because we won. Yes, welcome to the first ever All Good News episode of On Your Left. Yeah, we won. We did it. We won. But if you want to help fund more good news episodes over the next four years, you can go to patreon.com slash onyourleftpod. Yeah, because just because we won this battle doesn't mean we don't we, we don't have to keep fighting and keep pushing things to the left. But let's take a minute to celebrate first. So I believe everybody has heard this news already. This isn't coming out until Wednesday. But Joe Biden's the president-elect now. Yeah. That's all I got. He he did it. He, we did it. We found out Saturday morning that, uh, which state was it? Which state was it, Katrina? Oh, oh, could it be the state that I live and work in and organize in for an organization <laughs> where we made over 400,000 calls to voters in Western Pennsylvania? <laughs> I, was it, was it us? It was you. It was you. We did it! <laughs> I mean, not to discount everyone else that states, um, you know, let them count votes ahead of time for early voting. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, GOP legislature in Pennsylvania did not allow us to even open or begin counting mail-in ballots until Election Day. And uh, because of that, we got to be the one that pulled us over the edge. So thank you, GOP legislature. <laughs> Not gonna last, say it again. Last time, well, thank you for anything. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but seriously, the Pennsylvania is a massive battleground state with a very, very diverse population that includes a huge black community, a huge rural population, like everything in between, like massive urban centers, everything is there. And Y'all pulled it together, like, Pennsylvania Democrats pulled it together and pulled through. I am especially appreciative of not just my team of the people that I worked with, mm -hmm. um, but the amazing uh, queer organizers who helped us get out the vote in LGBT communities to protect and expand our rights, to the black and brown organizers, to all of the people who registered to vote at the protests in June because they knew that just marching was only part of the equation. Just like just voting is only part of what we need to do. But we did it. You did it. I'm very happy for you. Um, so I, I live in New Jersey and I vote in New Jersey and um, my, my state turned blue very, very early, but it was very exciting to see um, because New Jersey is typically blue, but my neighborhood, has a lot of Trump Pence signs, a lot of them, and now when I pass by those houses in my car, I'm like, sucks to suck. <laughs> it's it's very it's very gratifying to see that um, our communities and have done this, like it it just keeps hitting me that Donald Trump is not going to be president. As of January 20th. 
Look, it is um, it is an exciting time to be a Democrat. It's even, I would say, an excited time to be a progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not we're not saying that there's not work to do, but it feels really good knowing that we're going to have someone in the White House who we can work with instead of having to constantly fight against with every terrible decision they make. Yeah. Um, we, we've said over the course of this podcast that Joe Biden was our first choice now because there was, you know, no one else left in the Democratic Party. Um, we don't agree with him on everything. We want to push him on most things. But he's going to listen to us. Joe Biden sees us as human beings um, and not people that um, are animals or just people from shithole countries or I just listening to a vice president and joking about how he would like to kill us all. You know, he we're people in this administration. Yeah, we are. We're people and we will not have to listen to complete nonsense 24-7 anymore. Like, I had Trump muted on Twitter for a very long time, but even the nonsense wasn't just coming from him. It was coming from everywhere because of him. And it mattered. The nonsense mattered because he's the president of the United States, but guess what? Not for long. Not for long. It won't matter anymore. Um, and yeah, like Joe Biden has very specifically said he's not for the Green New Deal and he is very specific about saying he's not for Medicare for all, but at least he believes everyone should have health insurance and at least he believes that climate change is real, which is amazing like it shouldn't be amazing it's the bare minimum but we had let's actually lower what the bare minimum is for a second okay okay um joe biden has announced that he's going to in his transition team begin addressing the pandemic and doing whatever he can to start taking the covid19 pandemic seriously and getting real action on it because we haven't been doing that for so long and it can't wait until inauguration day and just having someone who as a president-elect will be constantly covered in the news cycle wearing a mask social distancing setting a good example for everyone and listening to scientists think of all the lives that are going to be saved yeah joe biden believes that people should exist and continue existing that joe biden wants people alive bare minimum but it it feels real good let's uh let's maybe shift our conversation because as we all know uh i hate mike pence who was head of the coronavirus task force committee um, (laughs) what coronavirus task force committee yeah yeah let's let's start that (laughs) he was head of the coronavirus task force he didn't really do anything And he was put in charge of that after, as governor of Indiana, his decisions and his choices led to a massive outbreak of HIV. So, Mike Pence, who does not know me, but I am sure hates my guts as much as I hate his, he's leaving too! Yep. Mike Pence is going to be replaced by 
Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Mike Pence believes that both of us belong in conversion therapy and that our identities aren't real and that we are deluded. Kamala Harris doesn't believe that. And I mean, it's one thing to just kind of continually point out, like, how absolutely trash Donald Trump and Mike Pence are, uh, both as, like, people and as the leaders of our country. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Kamala Harris is actually, once again, a like, a decent human being. Yeah, and Kamala Harris has her flaws. Um, as, like, the top prosecutor in California, she did a lot of things we disagree with. Um, but she has shown that she is willing to learn. So has Joe Biden. They are. They have both shown that they are willing to grow and change as human beings if it is for the betterment of society. And that's what we need in politicians. They no, don't need to be perfect to start with. They need to be able to grow and learn and change based on the evidence put in front of them. And I'm excited to see that. And her speech last night, like Joe Biden spoke amazingly last night, but Kamala Harris's speech last night was so amazing because not only did she call for unity and not only did she say that she would be a vice president in the same way that Joe Biden was vice president and that she would be loyal to him and be loyal to America, but she she talked about the fact that her mother is an immigrant. Her mother was an immigrant. And the fact that she is the first black and South Asian woman of color to hold this high of an office. And I think, like, we are both Asian Americans um, on this pod. And um, I disagree with Kamala Harris on a lot. I don't worship the ground she walks on. I don't believe in girl boss mentality. It is so fucking nice to see. It, <laughs> it's, it's so nice to see someone who looks like me up there. It, it is. It's nice. Yeah, it's just, it's a good feeling. Um, I thought about what it's going to mean to kids who are growing up now um, mm-hmm. and who aren't even born yet to see this because I remember uh, back in 2015, my younger brother, Zach, who is also black and Asian, mm-hmm. um, had to discover that white people could be president. And it was a real <laughs> sad day for all of us. Yeah, it's funny, but sad. Um because he's only before that he only knew a world where Barack Obama was president. Yep. He was born in 2009 and knew no other world and it was a nice time. Yeah. I just feel like there's a weight lifted off of our chests that has been there for 5 years now. It's just we can breathe easier, a little easier. Liter- figuratively and literally because coronavirus like because we know something's going to be done about coronavirus but i i don't have to worry that 
once Biden becomes president and once Harris becomes vice president, I won't have to worry that I'm going to wake up in the morning to find that Joe Biden has threatened the leader of a foreign nation and that we are about to go to war or we are on the brink of war or that my friends are suddenly in danger because they are trans and in the military or they are trans and like suddenly not able to use the bathroom or or they are trans and I don't know anything (laughs) like yeah we won't have to wake up in the morning worried that the world has imploded and i should say it's okay if you don't feel like super celebratory right now the biggest feeling i had when i got the news was just sheer relief Mm -hmm. um i'm still incredibly exhausted i got the news and i slept so much i have slept so much because i finally have a chance to rest instead of having to constantly be aware of threats. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's gonna take some time for us all to recover that of what we had. And it's gonna take time for our bodies to adjust because now that we are not in immediate danger, we still have the past several years of stress and trauma to deal with. Both both Biden and Harris talked about the amount of healing that needs to happen in this country. Um, and that's not just, like, bridging the gap between the left and right. It's your own self-insanity. There's a lot that needs to happen. Bridging the gap doesn't, and healing doesn't need to mean left versus right. It can also mean we're going to start working towards racial justice so black people aren't shot by the police. It can mean we're gonna do something about gun laws so kids aren't terrified to go to school because they could get killed there. It Healing the world could mean just the fact that they're joining the Paris Climate Agreement on their first day in office by executive command. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done. And I'm, I'm just excited to start fixing things instead of stressing about what's broken because there was nothing else we could do but stress. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be nice. It'll be so nice. I'm just I'm just thinking back to 4 years ago when I was in my last year of college and about to start doing things in the world. And we found out that Donald Trump was becoming president. That was a horrible moment. Not just as, like, a human being who is a person of color and queer, but also as a young person who was about to start life, you know? It really shook me that... Not everyone saw what I saw in Donald Trump, which is a danger and menace to society. But this gives me hope. Biden and Harris were elected with the most votes ever. Mm-hmm. Just, just ever in our whole country. And to be fair, a lot of our country hasn't been able to vote for very long. So... 
Like, George Washington may have been wildly popular, but only, like, 6% of the population could actually vote. So... Yeah, because it was only land-owning white men at that point, correct? I believe that is correct. So, uh, about 6% of the U.S. population could vote uh, when George Washington was elected. And now, in 2020, we don't have uh, universal suffrage, but we do have more populations that are able to vote. And they voted overwhelmingly for Joe Biden. They did. That doesn't mean the battle's over, because Donald Trump was correct when he tweeted that he won the most votes of any sitting president. There are a lot of people that still believe in Donald Trump in one way or the other, but we... There's more of us. There's more people who believe in sanity and believe in peace and believe in equal rights for people. There there are just a lot of us that believe in decency, in kindness, um, and in just the idea of truth. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Love that. Um, I will say a lot of people are really upset that we lost a few seats in the House of Representatives, and I do understand that anger, but I also kind of thought this would happen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For a couple reasons. Uh, First up, 2018 was a wave election. That's when we won so many of those House seats, Um, and we won a lot of seats in Trump areas and people who overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. And then realized that this guy sucks. (laughs) Um, And we saw overwhelming Democratic turnout in 2018. Mm -hmm. And we saw it again in 2020, but we also saw overwhelming Republican turnout. So it was not going to happen. We also saw a lot of Republicans who hate Donald Trump, but like their Republican congressmen. Um, Yeah. Because Donald Trump is a fundamentally bad person. Uh, but they still believe in Republican values, and we're okay voting for that. And I think, honestly, I disagree deeply, but I think that is basically okay to at least reject a white supremacist. Yeah, it's like, you don't believe in human rights for most people, but at least you reject fascism. (laughs) Which is fine, I guess. Yeah. At least they didn't vote for Trump. We are slowly getting to them. Yeah. Also, I think now we can begin the hard work of explaining to those kind of people how the Republican Party got to where it got, how the Republican Party got to Donald Trump. And it's because of what the Republican Party believes in, in general. It's going to be a hard conversation. It's going to be a hard many, many conversations. But um, I think we have to be up to the task because, yeah. I don't know. Still some battles to be fought. But I think by now we are seasoned at fighting these battles. 
I have a I have a lot of experience with these specific battles, but um, even with people who voted in Republicans and voted for Donald Trump, we also saw overwhelming wins across the board when it comes to progressive issues. Um, Montana, South Dakota, um, Montana and South Dakota both legalized marijuana, South Dakota being the first state to legalize both medical and recreational use in the same night. Oh, wow. That's huge. And those are states that went red. They yeah. are Republican strongholds. And you know what? Maybe those those people just need need a little weed and then they can chill and then they'll get it. <laughs> we also saw Florida pass a $15 minimum wage. Yes, yes. Be- because Floridians know that they're not getting paid enough. Yeah, it's like they may like the Republican Party, but they like the Democratic Party's ideas. And look, if we have to fight for this uh, slowly over time, I can do that. I'm in this fight for the long haul. But this is telling me that our ideas are good. People Mm -hmm. like our policies. People believe in our message of justice that we are bringing to the table, whether that be economic justice or racial justice or uh, gender equality, which means they're persuadable voters. We can get them. We are going to do it. I think we also want to discuss the Senate. Um, there were some disappointing losses. Yeah. I I thought taking the set back the Senate would be incredibly difficult, uh, and I found out that that was true. Uh, mm-hmm. I am most disappointed uh, about Maine because Susan Collins it sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she will say that she is pro-choice. Um, she will say that she wants to fight for everyone, but particularly all women as an old white woman. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she consistently votes for judges and justices who will throw our rights under the bus. Yeah. And unfortunately, she won again. It, none of the polling indicated that. I really thought that Sarah Gideon had a good chance of becoming the next senator from Maine. Yeah, there's actually a really interesting article on Pajiba um, about why Susan Collins won, um, or like a theory as to why she won. And it's because um, the reasons why she continues to be trash to America is because when she's being trashed to America and voting against, you know, her perceived ideals, um, is because to in order for Republicans to get her to agree to the trash, they have to put something nice in for Maine. So she gets things done for Maine when she's agreeing to the trash for the rest of America. I, uh, um, I don't love it. I don't, but like... Unfortunately, she's a good politician if that's how she won. But we do still have a chance to take the Senate, um, and that is because of the beautiful state of Georgia. Georgia, you are on our minds. Um, So in Georgia, if you do not get 50% of the vote, you go to a runoff election. And in Georgia, they had 
two Senate elections this year, uh, their regular Senate election and a special election. So we have a chance to elect two Democratic senators from the state of Georgia on January 5th. That's very soon. It's not very soon, actually. It's like two months, but very soon in terms of election time. We are endorsing Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff, both of who have been running for Senate for a long time now. So they already have some infrastructure. They already have the campaign up. They already have lists of volunteers and uh, people who are willing to help. Mm -hmm. And now because the rest of the country can collectively just take a breath and maybe rest for a day or two before getting back to work, everyone is going to be able to do that work in Georgia. Speaking to what you said about them already having infrastructure, the reason why there are runoff elections is because no one candidate got more than 50% of the vote, which means it was incredibly close to begin with. So both of these candidates need to convince a few more people and we're going to work hard to make sure they have decisive victories. Really quickly, uh, I'm just going to read the blurbs on their website. All right, so first, Reverend Raphael Warnock is running because he grew up in Caton Holmes Public Housing in Savannah, Georgia. The family was short on money, but long on faith, love, and humor. Raphael and his 11 brothers and sisters were taught the meaning of hard work, and he is going to work hard for Georgia. I mean, he, his father was a veteran, a small businessman, and a preacher, and uh, Raphael Warnock grew up in that exact same way and then became a preacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is running against Senator Kelly Loeffler, who is the incumbent uh, Republican, and you might remember her uh, because after a private Senate briefing, she and her husband sold off a bunch of stock uh, in various companies that would be hard hit when the COVID-19 pandemic and how serious it was became undeniably evident to the public. So Senator Kelly Loeffler profited off of the pandemic and our pain. And um, I'm not too familiar with insider trading laws, but it really sounds like that's some insider trading. There, uh, there's definitely a few investigations. Instead of letting people know that she, that she had information about, you know, the fact that people would be killed by this virus, she sold off stock. That's what she did. She sold off stock so that her money would be protected instead of her constituents being protected. Yeah. And that is uh, disgusting and wrong. But instead of that, we could have Reverend Warnock become a senator who is fighting for Medicaid expansion and pushing back against proposed cuts to children's health care programs. Because uh, he wants us to be alive. He wants children to be alive and have a future. And I think... I think a universally held opinion by um, everyone in this country is that children should be alive and have a future. I, yeah, it is not a controversial statement, mm -mm. but I would much rather have someone working for that in the Senate than somebody who profited off of our deaths. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, should I talk a little bit about John Ossoff? Oh, please do. Sure. So, um, John Ossoff is a Georgia native, media executive, investigative journalist, and small business owner, according to his website. Um, he and his wife, Alicia, who's an OBGYN, uh, grew up in Atlanta. And uh, since 2013, he has served as the CEO of Insight TWI, which is a 30-year-old media production company that investigates corruption, organized crimes, and war crimes for international news organizations. He is an investigative journalist. He knows how to find facts, especially when when they're hiding from him. He knows how to hold people accountable. Um... And if you want that in the Senate, vote for John Ossoff if you're in Georgia, or phone bank for John Ossoff, or, you know, give money to his campaign. Also, um, I'm not attracted to him, but it seems like a lot of people on Twitter are attracted to him. There are many, many fan cams. So um, enjoy those. (laughs) I have no opinion on those, but I do love... (laughs) Um, his campaign that's running on making sure every Georgian has great health care, um, that they have mm-hmm. invest in clean energy and infrastructure and rebuild the economy so working families and small businesses have a chance to thrive. Because that is that is very, very different than what we saw from Senator David Perdue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, David Perdue recently made headlines because he repeatedly mispronounced Kamala Harris's name as a joke after working with her for several years in the Senate, because Kamala Harris is a senator. Um, I don't know if y'all know this yet, but, um, deliberately mispronouncing a person's person of color's name is racist. It's racist. It's not even something that we need to really discuss that much. It just is. Like, Don't do it. Don't. It's disrespectful and racist because it's one thing if you don't know how to pronounce someone's name and you try and you fail and then someone corrects you and then you say it correctly. It's another to know someone for years, have worked with them for years, and then, um, you know mispronounce their name on international television uh, repeatedly repeatedly to make fun of her because you disagree with her um yeah I don't know don't you want your senator to just be respectful (laughs) like that's just the bare minimum again bare minimum stuff here I've uh, certainly mispronounced people's names before. I'm yeah, not going to pretend that I fine. haven't. Mm-hmm. But we also uh, make a point to always try. Like, I, I mean, I definitely also had trouble pronouncing your name, Norelli, for a <laughs> while. So then I asked you how to say it. Uh, and then you broke it down with other phonemes that I understood and was familiar with. And now I pronounce it correctly. There you go. I don't, I don't have a Wikipedia page. Kamala Harris does. Those have little pronunciation guides next to the name on Wikipedia. 
Her name was literally everywhere. <laughs> she was running for vice president. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to grab a few more facts about David Perdue so we're not just talking about the, the one stupid thing. Um, oh, right. There are other stupid things. This absolutely counts as good news. Uh, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue are at risk of not being in the Senate. Yep. We can make this happen. Oh, so it wasn't just, um, so Kelly Loeffler wasn't the only senator who profited off of the pandemic, um, because Purdue also came under fire for his stock trades early in the coronavirus, uh, pandemic. Um, he, uh, purchased stock in a chemical company that supplies PPE, um, and one purchase was on the same day as the members-only briefing, and it was for $65,000. He bought $65,000 worth of stock in PPE instead of warning people that they would need it because they were going to be at risk of a deadly virus. Um, he claims that he's not involved in... He wasn't involved in that trade and that it was... Um, an outside professional who manages his personal finances, but, um... Kinda sus, man. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, uh... If you somehow are still ready to go, um, and ready to keep fighting these fights, please work to make sure Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff are elected to the Senate from Georgia on January 5th. We don't have that much time to do it, And there are so many organizations you can work with, like Fair Fight, like Black Voters Matter, Mm -hmm. uh, like Headcount, to register voters and turn them out. Yeah. Um, All right, you made a very scary face. What's your thing? There's a... Purdue's a bad person. Um, They put out an ad, a a hit ad about John Ossoff, where... um, And Ossoff is Jewish, um, where they enlarged his nose once again uh (laughs) you can work to stop this that's just the most personal anti-semitic thing i've ah okay it's the most i've seen today today you know there's a lot of anti-semitism yeah let's not stress this too much but the world is garbage yeah the world is garbage, so um, watch some John Ossoff fan cams um, to cute K-pop songs and uh, work to elect him instead of, you know, the anti-Semitic, racist profiter of the coronavirus. So can we say those organizations again? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, you can volunteer directly with the campaign. But there's also Stacey Abrams' organization, Fair Fight, that's sending a lot of work to make sure people are registered to vote, uh, make sure that they can exercise their right to vote as well. Uh, there's also Black Voters Matter that did a lot of excellent work in Georgia because we know that Black voters so often make up the difference. We know that uh, Black women often see the brunt of our horrible decisions and policies and we need to make sure that they are empowered to do their work. Uh, 
because people have been organizing in Georgia for a long, long time mm-hmm. to make sure that people have rights, uh, that work is to be done, um, and that we have policies that actually protect vulnerable communities. Yeah. So, I mean, you can volunteer with the campaigns, you can volunteer with one of them if you want to do a more nonpartisan thing of making sure every 17-year-old who turns 18 before January 5th registers to vote and is able to practice their constitutional right to vote. There are options. So many options. Um, so, uh, do we want to talk about the shout-outs? Do we want to shout some people out? Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about some of the great things that we've seen in the past few days, uh, things that we have been really excited about, and just just some people that helped to make this all happen. One of my first big shout outs is uh, Steve Kornacki, who is an MSNBC uh, analyst, and um, he has been on a, on his feet running numbers live on television for he did it for how many days from tuesday through saturday morning five days straight to make sure that we had the most up-to-date and most accurate information and also it's really fun to see someone just completely nerd out over numbers um and he the way he explained things was really helpful um and really reassuring because he yeah. very clearly knew what he was talking about, and it was nice to see. Um, that that is amazing. Yeah, and uh, someone else who did that uh, online was Logan Chance. Um, he uh, created a spreadsheet um, that uh, kept track of all of the major races happening across the country and in LA County because he's from LA, and uh, it was really really helpful to see just numbers no spin no one constantly giving their opinions um about every little thing that happened um and it meant that i didn't have to keep cable news on 24 7 which would have uh made me feel not good <laughs> yeah i really appreciated all of the tiktokers the memers the K-pop fan cameras, the groups of people that are so incredibly online that they keep the conversation not only alive, but keep it interesting. Keep they it really brought hilarious. Joy. Yeah. It was really great because um, it would have been really stressful without them. Um, it was... Oh man, the memes were on fire after Biden won. After, after Pennsylvania was announced. And throughout the whole thing, it was so good. I mentioned earlier a John Ossoff uh, K-pop fan cam. Um, there were fan cams for everyone. <laughs> it was great. Just thank you to everyone who tried their best to make this a joyful experience, to celebrate in a socially distanced, digital, and safe way, and mm -hmm. to just make things nice and fun for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, 
Also, massive, massive shout out to the black and brown organizers across the country who delivered the win. Of course, we've talked about this before. We are going to keep talking about it because it was the black and brown organizers doing the hard work for the last four years and even longer to get a woman of color in the White House. They did that. It didn't just happen. It was a lot of work. There are a lot of um, entrenched powers and openly white supremacists, though, this year especially. And they worked through that, and they made all of our lives better. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of amazing black woman, Stacey Abrams just did amazing work in Georgia after losing the 2018 gubernatorial election because she knew that that election was stolen that mm-hmm. people were disenfranchised, and that it was wrong. And instead of running for Senate, uh, instead of trying to run for president, she decided that she was going to stay home and help the people that would have been her constituents protect their rights. And that's amazing, and that's why we won Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, it's especially graceful that someone who had the name recognition and popularity of Stacey Abrams chose not to run for something again like and chose to instead help people and it's so clear that she went into politics to be a problem solver and she decided to continue being a problem solver instead of continuing to seek out more power for herself that's beautiful and we can see the results of her hard work and the hard work of all of the organizers she brought to Georgia through Fair Fight um and all of the people who voted who wouldn't have been able to vote otherwise had Stacey Abrams and Fair Fight not been there and I can't wait to try to help continue this work uh through January 5th for runoff day would also like to shout out everybody who has been marching and protesting in June, but also since then. We saw voter registration go up in Pennsylvania in June when it hadn't gone up for pretty much the whole year, uh, especially in black and brown communities, especially with young voters who hadn't been reached yet. Thank you so much to all of you who did that imp- work, who is still doing the work of ensuring we have real racial justice in this community um, and in this country, who is working to ensure that Black Lives Matter, because they have always mattered, um, and who is not just trying to hold the system accountable, but fundamentally change the system so we see justice. Yeah. And we've seen so many results from since June of communities changing the way uh, justice is justice works um, to you know getting a fascist out of the White House like that happened because of all of the people who marched in June and talked to their families in June and made hard decisions and hard conversations about who they were and who what they wanted this country to look like. Um, And I'm so grateful for everyone who did that. Um, 
and today is Sunday when we're recording this, and it was so gratifying to see those same people celebrating yesterday across cities, across the country, and across the world. It was just so nice to see. So thank you for showing your joy just as much as you showed your anger and ferocity in June. We need all of you. We need not just like all of you as individuals, but we also need your joy. We need you to be safe and protected and happy because that's what we're fighting for. We are fighting for our collective joy and prosperity. Yeah. It was just so incredible to see. Um, and I do also want to thank Four Seasons Total Landscaping for just giving us just one last stupid thing to laugh at. I'm sure there will be more stupid things in the future, but it was the most recent. It's the most recent stupid thing. But it was a stupid thing that wasn't malicious. It was just stupid and funny. So, uh, as this whole episode has been purely good news, mm -hmm. um, we're actually gonna skip our usual good news segment because it was all amazing news and we're so, so happy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what's our mango fact this week, Norelli? Our mango fact this week is that yesterday I had a mango margarita and it was very good and it felt great to drink a mango margarita, um, to celebrate the win I had some great Mexican food, and I had a great mango margarita, and it felt good. I am very, very happy for you. Thank you. I expect next week our episode is going to be a little bit different as we talk more about the transition, uh, as we talk more about what we have to do in Georgia, and as we talk about the, the fights that we're still fighting. Yeah. But for right now... Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod to help us keep doing the work. Yeah. And uh, take a moment to celebrate. I know you, you're listening to this on Wednesday. You're probably already back into the news and transition process, and God knows if Donald Trump is going to give a concession speech. But, speech, but take a second. This, As you're listening to this, this only happened over the weekend. Take a second. Appreciate the fact that um, we won. We won. And if you want to tell us something happy that you're looking forward to, uh, whether that be passing the Equality Act and ensuring LGBTQ plus rights, um, getting real action on climate change and investing in green infrastructure, expanding healthcare and Medicaid so that more people can have health coverage during this pandemic, please tell us on Twitter at OnYourLeftPod. We exist, and we're there, and we like hearing from you. Yeah. Give us good news. And you can find me uh, at Katrina Ames on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Norelli? You can find me at FirewordSparkler on uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Thank you so much for listening to our episode on good news because we won. We won.